Ah, summer, a time when life in a college town slows down a little and year-round residents might be open to something different. Add to that the equation of a group of arts organizations looking to gain traction with locals and summer visitors, and voila, it's the Alliance of Bloomington Museum's Summer Quest. Here's more from Artworks Yael Cassander, who set off on this museological scavenger hunt. Summer is tornado season in the Midwest. But in Bloomington, there's another summer tradition. Like a twister, the Alliance of Bloomington Museum's Summer Quest is here to blow the roof off everything you thought you knew. Minerals that look fairly mundane in regular light, if you use a special black light or ultraviolet light, show up in very brilliant primary colors. Our five-foot taros, our hypertufas, our cactus collection, our butterfly ranch, our working indigo farm. A Coca-Cola can next to a decorative skull. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, these are just a few of the many delights that await you when you embark on the summer quest. A chance to uncover the wonders of the world from animal to vegetable to mineral without ever leaving the comforts of Bloomington. Bloomington has a really vibrant museum community. There are so many different kinds of museums, small and large, that have a wide range of appeal from art and history and science. That's Judy Kirk, the assistant director of Indiana University's Mathers Museum of World Cultures. The anthropological collection is one of 12 institutions participating in the summer quest. The idea is to help people explore the treasures of Bloomington's museums by giving them a fun opportunity to do a kind of mystery or detective hunt game. They have a kind of treasure map with clues and photographs of various objects and museums all around the community and to not only visit these institutions but then to compete for prizes. After the success of the inaugural Summer Quest in 2009, the participating institutions agreed that there was an ongoing need to attract visitors during what can be a slow season. We have a lot of families that visit us during the year, but uh, you know, sometimes you don't visit what's in your own backyard. And being aware that what is in our own backyard or living room is culture too speaks to the very mission of the Mathers Museum. One of the most uncanny installations there is the recreation of the interior of a 1967 ranch-style house in Bloomington, authentic down to every harvest gold and avocado detail. How familiar. How familiar. That's one thing that we've encountered. So many people of certain ages walking in and saying, this is my grandmother's house or this is my mother's house. So do you find visitors who are surprised? that such a recent reflection of their own culture is considered museum-worthy? That is probably the biggest surprise to them. The objects in our lives tell us so much about who made them and who used them and why. And we want people to recognize that from the minute they walk through the door here. So once they see that it's not just about the past and it's not just about other people's cultures, they begin to understand how... Their own material culture is reflective of their beliefs and their values and traditions. The director of the university's botanic garden is just as passionate about toppling preconceptions. Usually it's the bananas. That's the first thing people say. Greg Spikert delights in surprising visitors with the unlikely plants growing at IU's Hilltop Garden and Nature Center. We grow artichokes, and we had a big harvest of lemons and oranges this last fall. And, and pineapples. We had pineapples this year. But it's not all about the exotic produce. 
Earlier in the day, Greg was thrilled to show some visiting media folks that they, too, could grow tomatoes. So we shot the whole video, and by the time we were done, I said, you're going to be our gauge, because you're going to tell us, because you don't know how to grow tomatoes, so you're going to be the one that tells us that you understand and you can do this. By the time we were done, they were just like, I could do this. This would actually be pretty fun. Hilltop is there, Greg explains, to demystify gardening and to reintroduce it into more people's core set of skills. I found that the resistance that people have to gardening they may say that it's time or they don't can't, the, what it actually is is fear. The fear of the unknown, the fear of a living thing that they're going to kill or a fear of the, just not being able to do something. Do you just try it and see how things go? Everyone needs to learn to garden and everyone in the community needs to participate in the garden. So why is it so critical to get back to the garden? Just spending time looking at nature or being part of nature reduces stress, increases the ability to focus and learn. It helps people become rooted and grounded in our very crazy, fast-paced world. Getting visitors more in touch with the natural world around us, or more specifically, under us, is also the goal of the Indiana Geological Survey, another location along the summer quest. There's not one breathtaking, huge dinosaur, but there are small vignettes. That's Nelson Schaefer, a research scientist at the Indiana Geological Survey. You can come in here and get a smattering of knowledge, A lot of geologists love what they're doing, and if you can catch the right geologist, he'll take you around and talk to you for an hour. (laughs) Even a self-guided tour reveals dazzling crystals, fossils, and seismographs. The main entrance to the Natural History Collection is an object lesson in itself. We have just walked in through the graceful arch that says geology. First of all, you see a huge wall of beautiful Baird Antique with big, what we call xenoliths or included rock of a different kind. Very striking. Uh, it used to be the, uh, the choice for soda fountains. There are a number of benches, and those are carved out of Indiana limestone. But after its very impressive entrance foyer, the Indiana Geological Survey is a bit of a hodgepodge, with display cases arranged on multiple floors along dark hallways, sometimes eclipsed by vending machines. This building was actually designed to have a museum space where we could put up large items. But that never came to fruition, and uh, there hasn't been a concerted push. I'm trying to make more accessible the displays and the materials we have and take it out to the general public. In hitching his collection to the juggernaut that is the summer quest, Nelson joins 11 other Bloomington Museum directors in this seasonal bid to showcase the wonders of one's own backyard. For WFIU's Artworks, I'm Yael Cassander. The Alliance of Bloomington Museums offers its summer quest through July the 31st. Treasure maps are available at all 12 participating institutions. Seekers of all ages may participate in the quest to win prizes, which will be awarded in early August. A list of the 12 museums on the quest is available on our website, wfiu.org artworks.